smells so good. What are you drinking? The Jack Bonded Rye. It's so good. It's it's so great. I am not supposed to be drinking on the pills that I'm on, but with the news of today, (laughs) we're going to have a pour. Don't tell your doctor that you do this show. Yeah. podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Gold Eagle Jake. And uh, tonight we are talking about starter collections. Um, Jake posed the scenario to us. If it was our first time drinking bourbon and we liked it, what would be the recommendation that we would want to hear on starting a collection? What and bottles would you liter- want to start with? Yeah, I quite literally took that. I literally took that literally of bourbon. So just so everyone's aware, mine is a bourbon list. I kind of did that too. I, I wouldn't right. have expected okay. yeah. anything less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stuck to bourbon. I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole if we include all whiskeys um, and have all these different debates. So I think sticking to bourbon is the best here. I yeah. do not follow the rules and I will not change. So that's fine <laughs> for, for me. I guess, I guess I wasn't really just doing it as a follow the rule. It's like if you liked bourbon and are going to be buying some bottles, I think it, for me it was more important to buy the style that you liked. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking when we were in Kentucky last year with our friends, and one of our friends had never really drank whiskey straight before, and Woodford was our first stop, and she was not a big fan of Woodford, but she liked their rye. So in yeah. that scenario, if she liked the Woodford rye, I would build a collection based off of that because she liked the rye more than the bourbon um so that was kind of my thought process going into this yeah that's yeah, good advice i agree i'll give I you know, one I, I, I non-bourbon bottle jake one i, I have two. only one <laughs> what what'd you put in there two rise two rise of course you just, did just more I reason can, why I, people I'll, should listen uh, to me well no one of them's either or so yeah it, it's okay all right yeah <laughs> Either or, it can't the rules. be either or when it's bourbon or rye. If it's one, it's, then I can't be the other. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Is it Mixer's so, American Whiskey 50-50 blend? No. No. Um, He's, uh, so I guess like maybe a good starting point is where where do you go or what do you do if you want to get into bourbon? Uh, my advice would be go to your house. If you look at the shelves behind you, there'd be a lot of different things to try. Um, that'd be my first advice. Be friends with Jake. I think you know well, what my advice would be. <laughs> go to the Gold Eagle Bar. Go to the tastings. <laughs> yeah. it's but... find, a, find a friend or uh, go to a bar or go to a liquor store that has a tasting room is a really good place to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wherever you're located, there's probably uh, some kind of whiskey bar. Um, you know, go to somewhere that knows how to serve it right. Maybe somewhere that has Glen Cairns. Um, find local tastings, and then 
look on Facebook too. There's bourbon groups, bourbon clubs that are all over the country um, mm-hmm. and probably all over the world. So connect with local people. You can get together and share and try different things. Um, that way you kind of figure out what you like before you start collecting all these bottles that you might not even enjoy. Right. And I, no. I would even suggest if your only experience with whiskey or bourbon is doing shots of Jack or Jameson or something in college, um, I would highly suggest getting a really good bourbon based cocktail or something like that. So you can start getting your feet wet uh, in the world of whiskey uh, without having it ruined by (laughs) subpar alcohols, uh, I guess, and then work your way into neat or on the rocks. Yeah, I mean, definitely most people start, you know, cocktail or over ice or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, I did too. But um, yeah, once you once you start developing your palate and start tasting neat and enjoying it, um, I think that's where we're headed here on what bottles you should be looking for. Um, and I kind of kept my list mostly to stuff that I know people will have an easy time finding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Same. That's what I was kind of focusing on. Yeah. I, the one thing I would say against tasting stuff is, or trying stuff, I would look for the whiskey clubs, the liquor stores, or the um, tasting rooms over a bar. Nothing wrong with the bar, but I think the atmosphere is really big. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe just because I'm, older now but if i'm thinking back to my younger days and i would have started trying to drink whiskey in a bar i just think of the nasty shots that you took whiskey of when you were in your early 20s um i'd like to have a little bit more of a nice laid back relaxed atmosphere where i can really get a good nose of the whiskey and not in a crowded bar or a stinky bar or not that all are crowded and stinky there's plenty of good bars but just the atmosphere is a little bit different and I like to have a nice atmosphere and I'm drinking. Yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't really be drinking bourbon to techno music or things like that. They play in modern bars. I don't know. Cause I haven't <laughs> been to a modern bar in like 15 years, but <laughs> that, that you like your yacht rock. I do like my yacht rock. <laughs> That's another reason why the gold Eagle bar is great. Cause it's just nineties rock. <laughs> Keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. <laughs> like every time I walk in, it's like Foo Fighters or Pearl Jam or um. Sometimes it's yeah, we got, we have good too. tunes. We we pride oh, ourselves yeah. in having good tunes on. And everybody's nice at the Gold Eagle Bar. Nice and helpful. If you ask people questions there, they'll they'll give you good answers on. on and we have a lot of huge upsets and blind tastings, right, Dan? Yeah, and I would also make sure that if you're at Gold Eagle and talking to some friendly people, ask if they have any Wellers or Taylors in the back. <laughs> Dan, did you see our recent results? We got to talk about that. Yeah, and the ones that you said you didn't want to put in because they always win, won. One, one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one That one could have gone either way. I'm close, 27-19 was close again? Yeah, I mean, they're so different. 
<laughs> they're almost like you can't put them together, but I just had to because everyone's like, oh, you got to put Weller against the full proofs together against the Weededs, you know? It, it's weird. I never see Weller or Eagle in those tastings. I, I finally saw a Weller and it had a win. What would you want to put Eagle against? I mean, Eagle's actually good. We've talked about that before. Right. On the show. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think they're all. But like, there's the majority of the stuff's good, but it's, there's it's not just really funny an how it, equivalent. It would be like Elijah Craig's small ten. Batch. We did it against a Russell's ten, and I mean, it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't a one or two voter, right? Yeah. No, you can go ahead and talk about your results there, Jake. Yeah, Elijah Craig beat Blanton's pretty easily. That was pretty mm-hmm. big, and then Rittenhouse Rye beat E. H. Taylor Rye pretty easily. Was it Taylor or Sazerac? Oh, that's a Sazerac. Uh, no, no, no. Sazerac was lost to the Elijah Craig Rye. Okay. But yeah. the, the first tasting we had, uh, Rittenhouse Rye beat E.H. Taylor Rye. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, Elijah yeah, Craig Rye proof. Last night's was a pretty, stag, good, but... pretty good one. Yeah. I find that funny, though, because Jake's all on the big... Jake R. is all on the big Heaven Hill train, but yet his religious experience with whiskey was Taylor Rye. Yeah, and then I graduated to better, bigger and better things. <laughs> I mean, one of my first ones, too, was Taylor Smallbatch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like the Taylor Rye quite a bit. Um, I was not at the one uh, that Jake's referencing where Rittenhouse won, um, but I did pick all Heaven Hill products last night, so... <laughs> I'm Good consistent job. to say the least. <laughs> Good job. Now, so how many how many Heaven Hill products over under five Heaven Hill products in his five recommended to uh, get to start a collection? Ooh, uh, probably has. Well, like, he has the either or. He has the either or. So I'm thinking that's six. I thought the yeah. limit was five for this. I know, but you said yeah, you have an either five. or. So I'm I'm thinking you have six. Yeah. All right, no, well, uh, let's jump into it now. Get yeah. back on track. So, Dan, do you want to go first? Always go. Always start with the best. So, I just <laughs> obviously we didn't say what the first bourbon that someone drank was that they enjoyed. So, you can't say that you can't rule out one because of that. What I tried to do is have a little bit of range in proof so you can get a couple different proof points and a couple different ranges in styles of the mash bills. I did that as well. Yeah, because me and you were the smart mm-hmm. ones in the podcast. I mean, it's <laughs> pretty simple math. Um, no surprise, I started off with my Pepper 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I did that is that's a high rye mash bill. So that would be one where if you like that bourbon a lot, that might be something that leads you to then try rye after these. Um, but that gives you a little bit of glimpse of the rice spice in there. It's a cheap bottle. It's easily findable. I, so is that your barrel proof option? No, that's just, just the 1776. Uh, it's, it comes at 100 proof. Oh, just the straight. All right. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. 1776 is five bourbons to start with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I only have one barrel proof, and their barrel proof isn't easy to find. Yeah. Um, so it's I don't want to put it on there. Once a year release, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. So I have that one. Uh, I'm going to make Jake happy. I debated back and forth, but I went with Elijah Craig small batch on mm-hmm. uh, lower proof one. Uh, I was debating. I went back and forth here with that or Buffalo or Knob Creek. I wanted one of them in there. Decided to go with Elijah Craig. 
I then have Maker's 46. Uh, so a weeded whiskey oh. and a, a little bit of a finish on it. So a little bit of a different flavor to it. Again, easily findable. I actually had cheap. Maker's 46 in mind. Then I took it out last minute. So honorable mention. Yeah. It's, I just, I, trying to build out. So we have a high ride. We have a wheat. We have, what's the Elijah Craig's? Just a low ride mash bill, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a 12%. It's definitely yeah. more sweeter. Um, and then I had a step up in proof with a wild turkey rare breed at cast strength. Mm-hmm. That was Give a, you a little bit honorable mention for me too. Man, we're just smart. We're just smart. <laughs> and then uh, finally, I wanted to have something a little bit nicer, but yet still really easy to find. Um, just because it's always nice to have a special occasion bottle. Because all these other ones are 25 to Four, 35 40 bucks uh the last one i had on here was woodford double oak wow we oh, that's uh, a good one we've got a similar list i think we know we're right then <laughs> i can't we're wait to see what you definitely know is. yeah <laughs> um Bartstown i just decided fusion, to try- um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old elk <laughs> yeah um i wanted to keep things cheap because if you're starting off some of these you might not like and i don't want to the last thing I want to do is recommend someone to spend a buttload of money on a bottle that they might not like, and then they're stuck with, and then mm-hmm. you have resentment towards buying a higher end bottle or a more yeah. expensive bottle. Uh, I wanted to have a little bit of array of mash bills and proof, like I said. Um, but I think overall, I, I thought that would be a great recommendation for people. So pepper 1776 bourbon makers, 46 Elijah Craig, small batch, Wild Turkey Rare Breed and Woodford Double Oak is what my uh, five recommendations. Nice. That's a pretty solid list. Yeah. I, I approve. Yeah, me too, because a lot of ours are the same, which is why I should probably go next. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, these are these are really good examples, I think, of beginner bourbons. They're easy to find. They're at a great price, and they drink well above what you're going to pay for them. Um, so the two mm-hmm. that I had that you also had was uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch. And uh, Woodford Double Oak. <laughs> I feel like Woodford Double Oak has to make the list because that's like everyone's first bourbon where they're like, oh my God, it's so smooth. It's just yeah. so sweet. So many dessert-like notes um, and just very approachable yeah, for anyone. It's such a flavor bomb too compared to like your typical 90-something proof right. in whiskeys too. Yeah, it tastes like it could be 70 proof, but mm-hmm. 94, I think it is. Um, so then I had um, Knob Creek Single Barrel, which, you, if you know me, that was number one on my list. The first mm-hmm. thing that I put down. That's what I am <laughs> drinking tonight, by nice. the way. Nice. Just a really nice. good example of older age, a lot more oak, and the higher proof as well. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, this is my highest proof bottle on the list. Um, Wild Turkey 101. It is uh, a staple. We'll beat out a lot of the uh, tater bottles out there in blind tastings. And uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select for my kind of higher end. Um, Just a really, really consistent, flavorful 104 or 103 proof right around there blend. Um, So not too offensive, but uh, just just a lot of good fruits and also rye spice as well. And that one um, to kind of represent more fruity bourbon nice yeah 
I mean, between me and you, it's basically we had different wild turkey expressions, mm -hmm. but we both had a cast strength in there. Right. And then it was what? Knob Creek single barrel I didn't have, but that would, I mean, it's not St. Bruce, but that'd be like around a Maker's 46 and something's up and then small batch select. Decent. Mm -hmm. Decent. I like how that we both thought, thought this through the same way, took it seriously, and wanted to give people really good advice. Right. Um, I think that's good upon both of us. Yeah. The only yeah, thing I you're uh, done patting yourself on the back. The only thing I don't, <laughs> Jake, Jake. I'll, I'll criticize my list. The only thing I don't like is I don't have a weeded bourbon, but mm -hmm. I really wanted to put a maker's expression on there, and I thought forty six would have been good to because it's kind of mellow um, with that French oak finish. But um, yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, couldn't couldn't sneak a weeder on there. They'll have to go and explore that on their own after these. Yeah, yeah. It's I was I was going back and forth how I wanted to do it, and I decided that wheats. I mean, makers is what got me started on the whiskey um, with a weeded bourbon. Um, so I wanted to give it some love, but then also I thought forty six would be a nice little variant to it instead of just straight makers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like with straight makers, uh, sometimes with beginners, like it's just a little too intense for them. Yeah, I can see that. But because I didn't go, I didn't go straight into right, it. Right. That's, that's yeah. Well, that's why I, I wanted the forty six because it kind of mellows out the the yeah. regular red wheat that they use in the makers. All right, Jake. So what's the wrong way to recommend whiskey <laughs> to people? Then so uh, I didn't follow the rules at all. Um, so I'm going to kind of make these things up as I go. Um, well, we didn't really give <laughs> rules, but no, two, two so, of us knew the right way to do things. Mm -hmm. One person gives, <laughs> gives a flying F about it. So, uh, so number one, uh, daily drinker. And I price this between 30 and $50. Um, so like a solid option would be like uh Elijah Craig small batch which is like 30 35 some somewhere between there um that's like I can't recommend the Elijah Craig small batch enough um, so we all shared that one yeah uh number 2 I would suggest a cocktail bourbon I would keep this between 15 and 30 um I'd go for like Old Granddad Bonded, or um, maybe even like uh, uh, the Fighting Cock from Heaven Hill, six year old whiskey for 20 bucks. Or it's a bourbon. Um, fantastic option. It has a lot of really good flavor and interesting <laughs> flavor. Just looking at Dan shaking I, his head. I just for those yeah, of you that fuck, aren't dude? watching the video, Dan's just over here, just like scolding Jake with his looks. Well, no, yeah. not scolding Jake. <laughs> I'm just thinking that, like, whenever Jake talks about whiskey now, especially when he just said the one that he said, it's like, how much is Jake sucking Heaven Hill's fighting cock right now? <laughs> Look, I'm here to wrap my favorite distillery. <laughs> He's getting paid on the side. <laughs> he hasn't told us. He's taking all the profits. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he likes it so much that you can hardly see any in his backdrop. <laughs> it's got its own but section. It, Dan, if you didn't hear it, put up a fight against Blanton's gold. I heard. Yeah, it did. Was it 2719? Yep. 
Yep, close. <laughs> that's Another pre- close that's, one. That's pretty damn eight, close. Eight, eight out of win. That's a pretty eight damn close one. Six votes away. Well, yeah, you're a twenty dollar bottle 20, versus like a two hundred eighty dollar. Twenty seven nineteen is not Tw- six votes. Nineteen people out of forty six thought that the twenty dollar bottle was better than a rare hundred forty dollar bottle. I think that's a win for fighting cock. Forty one percent a win for MSRP. Yeah. <laughs> 40, 41% a win, guys. You heard it from Jake first. That's actually pretty high. I didn't know it was all the so way hey, up to 41%. If, that is, that's a, if that's you want to go with that, if a 41% is a win, then you have a different precedent right now. <laughs> We're not bringing politics on the show. All right. I didn't I didn't talk through yours at all. All you're doing well, is stopping right. me. <laughs> that was just funny. I had to interrupt. <laughs> All right, so number three. Uh, so let me elaborate a little bit on number two. So a cocktail bourbon. I think a anybody who enjoys bourbon or whiskey in general should also be well-versed in the bourbon cocktails. Um, there's just a lot of great options, and it gives you something to shake things up a little bit, um, You know, especially if you're entertaining and uh, you don't want to just pour things neat for people um so number three a versatile rye um i'm given again like 15 to 30 dollars for this because again just because you liked bourbon doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna like rye um so i pick something on the lower cheaper end um i think rittenhouse is a good option for this um I knew it. Yes, that that is also a Heaven Hill product. Thank you very much. Um, I, although I cannot recommend <laughs> this, the Jack Bonded Rye enough. Even this is like uh, what forty? I think. Uh, yeah, it's like thirty six. I I think it's well worth it. Um, it's not extremely. Uh, it doesn't have a bunch of like rye notes. Um, it's pretty. It drinks sweet. a. a yeah, it drinks pretty similar to the Jack Bonded, but it's got a little bit more like the rye spice in it. Um, but it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's easily a contender for my whiskey of the year. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that's, that at the end that's of the year. Probably not readily or super easily available now, but same thing with Jack Bonded. Within a year, that's probably going to yeah, be it's, pretty. It's on supposed every shelf to be everywhere. soon, like pretty readily available. And we have twenty yeah. bottles in stock. I don't know when this is going to air, but go look on our site. <laughs> yeah. Um. So number four, uh, go find a local craft distillery and buy something from them, either bourbon or a rye. Um, and that's I'm giving a pretty large price range here because craft distilleries can vary pretty significantly. So somewhere between like thirty and eighty dollars. Um. Number one, it's good to support local businesses. Um, go try their stuff. Usually craft distilleries have something that's at least more interesting than like the big bourbon players in Kentucky. Um, 
it might not be better than Buffalo Trace or, or Heaven Hill or Jim Beam, but it's at least interesting. And it's something cool that you can pour for people when they're over and be like, oh, yeah, this place is like down the street, you know. I support um, that. I think that's a good so idea. Yeah, I highly recommend. Your, include that. Yeah, in highly your recommend checking out craft distilleries. Um, and then number five, I, again, broke the rules. And I think you should go hunt for something. Um, it it doesn't necessarily need to be breeding taters. Uh, well, yeah, no. after all his tater hate, go start hunting. That <laughs> no, way, no, no, he's no, supposed but... to make fun of you. That's all he wants to do at this point. Go do this so I can make fun <laughs> and we'll just laugh at your ass for it. I'm going to no, make fun so... of you the next time I see you doing that. The reason I say that is so that you can experience trying to find something and it forces you to go make friends with people and understand whatever it makes you appreciate whatever you get in the end. Um, so like there's plenty of options that aren't like very difficult to find, but are like seasonal releases or, you know, come out like two or three times a year that you have a pretty decent chance of getting your hands on. Um, Heaven Hill bottled in bond. Of course. Henry McKenna 10. Of course. <laughs> Old Elijah Fitzgerald. Craig Barrel Proof. <laughs> Elijah Craig Larceny Toasted. Barrel Proof. <laughs> <laughs> Larceny Barrel Proof. Of so, course. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of options that you can more than likely be able to get your hands on, especially if you're doing what we talked about in the beginning and going and tasting stuff at the bar at the liquor store and like making friends with people. I agree with that. Only the only part of that, that I agree with, I should say is, uh, the hunt. I know for a lot of people is fun and that like gets you mm-hmm. kind of more into it. And then when you get home and you get to pop that special bottle and get to try it, um, it's going to taste a lot better than if you were just poured it blind because you had to work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you found it. You finally you get to enjoy it. it. Yeah, no, probably. Dude, but so that's my one caveat: is do not overpay for that hunted bottle. Pay us MSRP. Don't like, don't, don't overpay. It's never worth. So it. you have to find it. You have to find it at retail. Yeah, and and don't try and find Pappy. <laughs> Anything else. <laughs> no super unicorns. I'm gonna I'm gonna just disagree on the hunt thing since I used to do it. And then do any of you guys actually just not bourbon hunt, but actually hunt? No, I don't. No. So I, I've done it a few times and I do it because I love venison. But the one thing I found out about hunting is that I hate hunting. Because oh, there well. are years where you sit in a tree. <laughs> all winter long and you don't see anything at all. And then it's yeah. like, why do I sit out there and do this? And that's my <laughs> thought when it comes to bourbon hunting is there's so much other things I'd rather be doing with my time. Um, I think I've gotten to the point. I'm not saying that I don't hunt for anything anymore. Um, there are certain things I keep an eye out for, but I'm not driving from store to store to store to find it. Um, I've got enough friends now that we all know what we're all looking for. And if someone sees it, uh, they grab it. Um, I just, I'm just not a big fan of bourbon hunting when you're just getting into it because more than likely you're going to all hyped up to go out and do it and you're not going to find anything. And then you're going to realize you wasted a day where it could be at home experience, experiencing a new 
whiskey that you haven't tried that you can easily find. Well, After so you get to the point where you have a bigger collection, I would then talk about it. Like once you're, if once you've done it and you found out that you really liked whiskey, you're really into drinking bourbon, rye, whatever, you have 15, 20 bottles, you've tried something or someone has recommended saying, hey, if you really love this, you really need to find this. At that point, I would go out and do it. I wouldn't put that <laughs> yeah. in my first five bottles though. Well, so it, yeah, I agree. The other that. thing, the other caveat I'll make is this is, doesn't necessarily need to be something that you have to go ask a manager for or like buy even buy from a from a case at a liquor store. Like do you do a little bit of research beforehand, find something that's in like whatever price range, you know, you want to spend because like there's stuff that you can go find on the shelf like knob 12 like shows up a few times a year it's, it's like technically i think would be considered allocated go find stuff like that that's like not not as uh overhyped as weller or blanton's or whatever um it, there there's definitely options out there of things that you can just walk down a normal bourbon aisle and and you'll see it and it's like oh that's a good pickup so yeah, do I, do some I research, think... understand what you want to be looking for. And don't don't have a lofty goal and refuse anything else that <laughs> comes your way, you know? Because <laughs> you might yeah. somebody might say like, "No, I'm not giving you blends." But hey, I have this other thing. Would you want that? If you tell them no, you're an idiot. Just take take something that's <laughs> you know, interesting and different. Yeah. My advice would be get a few different bottles. Like we've all had, we all have a good array of different types of bourbon. Some of us have some whiskey on there and not just bourbon, even though we said it was going to be bourbon. Um, I would find of the five you have, find the two that you like the most and research into those. And I mean, just start learning simple terms and simple things like finding the mash bill of it, knowing the proof, knowing the age, get some of those things tied down and then research other things that are similar to that. Yeah, try other and, things from that distillery and see mm -hmm. if it's a particular like note from that distillery that you enjoy or, or maybe it's it's the proof point or like the mash you know, there's, bill. There's a lot of different things. Yeah, mash bill. Mm -hmm. um, it's like for me, the reason I like Heaven Hill so much is like there's some particular note in the flavor profile that I just really like. Um, and they tend to be more oaky than other bourbons. Um, so like their all their stuff is like right up my alley of exactly what I want in a whiskey. Like that's, that's kind of what you need to find. And then that's what you should kind of build your collection around and then start going into like peripheral things that are a little bit off of your like ideal palette to try new things. Cause you might find something that's like blows everything else out of the water. Mm -hmm. My, I guess my piggyback off of that would just be to go, don't go, don't necessarily hunt for something that you think is hard to find, but just go look and just look mm -hmm. through the shelves. Maybe there's a bottle that you really like the packaging of that just kind of jumps out at you and speaks to you. Yeah. Um, you know, just go find something and just pick something out yourself and just take it home and just try and figure it mm -hmm. out so that you're just kind of trying something a little random maybe learn about it yeah, yeah I'm tr trying to 
full up uh, a friend of mine that I game with is getting into it. And he sent me just starting a small collection and some stuff he's been given and some stuff he's bought. Um, and let's see here. He has a, uh, Bardstown discovery. Your he favorite bullet. <laughs> he has bullet. He has Clyde Mays. He has uh Nobel, which or noble, the uh, micro whiskey. And then someone gave him a barrel for something he did for them. Uh barrel bourbon batch 30. It looks like. No, that's a good one. Which, which again, he said there's some things there and that he likes and things that he doesn't like. Um, but he's he's learning and um, he's finding certain notes that he that he enjoys. Um, so it's nice. So it's always just grab a few different things. Um, doesn't have to be anything fancy, and I wouldn't recommend anything super fancy to start off with. Yeah, like I I wouldn't spend more than fifty dollars on anything in those first five bottles. Because, like Dan said, you don't want to get something that you hate and then never want to spend <laughs> money again on on better bottles. Yeah, because eventually you're going to get burned by a bottle, either one that you hunted yeah. for or one that you over- spent a lot of money on, and it's going to really change your opinion. So just know that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So early on, spending a little less um, until you narrow down what you think you like or what you mm-hmm. the idea of things that you like, stick to those. Uh, and then start branching out after that. But go listen to our episode on overhyped whiskeys if you want to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> well, even man, one of our first episodes we did was like a top five findable. That was yeah. way back in the day. And I, um, honestly, maybe one of those I would keep in my current list. Do you remember what they were? <laughs> that would have been cool to look that up. Uh, um. Oh. I know Willet Pot still was in there, <laughs> and I would not put that in anymore. Um, I'm pretty sure I had Elijah Craig small batch. Um, I, I probably all of them were like sub 100 proof bourbons, and like there's much just much better things that I would put in that. I list think now. you had Woodford Double Oak in that because I know uh, someone had yeah, Woodford I Double Oak. Did. Yeah, I think I did. Um, I know I had Pepper seventeen seventy six, and I just had yeah. regular makers in mine. Yep. Um, I think I also had Buffalo Trace. So yeah, I think I, three of the five. I can't remember the rest. I, I remember a, someone had that double. was a stretch. Oh, I had I had Jefferson Twin Oak, which was kind of a stretch. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think those were the kind of main ones. I can't remember the other one, but I, I Pepper's always one of my go tos for someone getting into it. Yep. That's always so, a go-to. Yeah, pepper is an excellent option. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know why that's my heaven hill, I guess, mm-hmm. of uh, of my whiskeys for me is, is pepper 1776. Um, AKA MGP. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> a lot of the stuff on that shelf I see behind you is MGP. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> good whiskey is good whiskey. doesn't matter who made it. True that. Mm-hmm at the end of the day. So, um, no, it's, it's fun. If you are getting into it, uh, getting tasting rooms and even, Oh, the one thing that Jake said, go to local. That's a perfect one to taste when you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. Tours at local distilleries are usually very cheap. They're usually very quick and you and get a couple pour, like everything samples. they make for you. 
yeah, you'll get some good pours. Like they'll have, like they have their, when you go on their tasting, um, they'll have their, whatever they pour for their tasting. Usually if you're very talkative afterwards and you ask for something, they'll give you a small sample of it. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a good way to find out what you like at your local distillery. Um, yeah. Refuse the vodka always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, although the coffee vodka at Rush Creek was not bad. Oh yeah. That's I true. Will give, I will give them that. Um, I think but you gave about, me a little bit of that. Yeah. You or Roberto did. I can't remember. I think Roberto bought it, so it must have been him. But yeah. Now, I would go to local distillery. If you're going to do that, do the tour. They're usually five, 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. But you get to see the process. You get to taste a couple things and then see if there's something you really like. So, yeah. If you go to Whiskey Acres, Dan might give you a tour. If you're there on a Friday night, I'm usually there making stuff. <laughs> See so, Dan in action. Yeah. <laughs> as I smile, as I'm just waiting people for people to get out of the way sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Jake, I know that you said we had a, if you haven't, a few episodes ago, we did a, would you rather, and we've had some feedback on that. So do you have, before we log off here tonight, do you have a, would you rather question that someone gave us? Yeah. So the, this one's from Julia. Thank you, Julia. Um, would you rather get a dusty, rich with history, or a highly lauded, allocated bottle for the same price? Okay, so for those of people that don't know a dusty, that's like a really old bottle. They call them dusties because they got dust all over the top of them. Yeah, so made, I'd say at least five years ago, maybe maybe ten years ago. No, I think I think more. I think like. I'd say 80. Um, I would say yeah. that bottle better be 80s or 90s. Pre-1990. I'm thinking like it's got to be at yeah. least 30 years ago. Okay. Maybe okay. even more. That's fair. And then, so for the other yeah. bottle, I guess we're we're saying like a regular Dusty versus like a Supreme allocated, you know, now release. Is that what we're kind of yeah, comparing? Yeah, that, that is confirmed worth it, I guess. What, you're, you're on the Dusty side? Uh, let's, let's call it, uh, let's, let's make it a little bit more even and say it's from the sixties. Jeez, that's not making it more even. Um, well, so if, well, like, let's, let's say it's, uh, all right. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I think I would rather taste a regular wild turkey one-on-one from like 1960 or 70 than you know a pappy 15 from this year you can never okay. you can never go back and recreate something that was made obviously that long ago and it's going to taste a lot different than it is now and comparing the same whiskey you know 70 or 60 years apart next to each other is a lot more fun than tasting some new supreme allocated bottle because there's always going to be more allocated releases, you know, hard to find whiskeys. There's always, mm-hmm. there's always something. You're not going to be able to make more old, dusty bottles. Well, I mean, technically you can. You just got to wait another 30 well, years. Yeah, but you can't. Just save your, just save but, your supremely allocated But the 2020 whiskeys are not going to taste like the 1990 or the 1960. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my take. So I'm, I'm all the way on the dusty side. 
So what if it was, uh, let's pick a brand, just a bottle of Jim Beam white label versus that rocket ship scotch that they're sending into space. Um, all right, that's a that's extreme. That's not scotch. That's not scotch. That's yeah, and I would. That's in that's a South a Carolina or something. What? That's yeah, a sixty thousand dollar bottle that I can taste for free. So yeah, all right. I think I'll do that. Seventy five thousand. Yeah, I, I think, think I'll take that. But but you get a hundred ounce. You get a hundred ounce sampler with it, so you don't have to open the bottle. Well, I think try he's it. saying just taste it. Do I get the bottle or do I get to taste <laughs> it? No, you get to taste. You get to no. You you buy. Okay. It. So well. Imagine that it's the same. Imagine price. that they're both the same price. All right. I mean, and you, okay. you're forced to buy one or the other. I'm never. Like, don't don't take like yeah, but the yeah, but the space thing is like account. I'm never gonna taste that anyway. Yeah, I can. Yeah, you know that's like a that's like a one off example. So for me, everyone knows I love the story and the history of whiskey. Mm-hmm. However. Ooh. I'm gonna go the other way than Jake did. I'm gonna say one of the uh, highly coveted now age bottles. That is a and hot take, Jake. Jake, I get your point, and I, I I truly understand and respect what you said. My thought is some of these places have had now thirty, forty, fifty more years to perfect that whiskey, and some might say that the new stuff is better because they've perfected the mash bill, changed yeasts, hmm. got to a better product. Um, but that's, that's just me. I like, I I've tried, I've had two old dusty samples in my life and I thought they were really, really good. Uh, but not enough to knock off one of my top two whiskeys. So I would still, still go with the highly allocated of now, of now years, a non dusty bottle as some would call it. That is a hot Yeah. Take. I mean, the question was to try. Interesting. Right? No. So, uh, hold on. Let me. Jake can't read questions, Jake. It's just, he's still thinking yeah, about having Dylan as fighting cock. Would you rather get? Okay. Would you rather get? So, okay, so it, get means yeah. gifted to you. So yeah. prices matter. I don't, I'm still on sure. I'm still that's on how you, Team Dusty. That's how you want to. You, you, can't, you can't create that again. There's, there's, what do you want, Dan? There's going to be another, whatever you want. There's going to be another Weller for you. Don't worry. It's coming. I'm not going to recreate a Dusty from the 70s. I, I, you know, I don't. You know what? There's some stuff in the '70s that shouldn't be around these days, anyway. So yeah, you're not changing my opinion. Dan, Dan does make a good point that, of course, like always, of like, course, you guys always like Jake, say, you can't I, say that. Well, you can't say idiot, that. But then you're like, well, Dan did make a good point yeah, on this. You didn't wait for me to finish. Dan yeah, did make a good all, point. I heard but, what I needed to hear. I heard but, what I needed to hear. <laughs> but um, I, I think I would also go with a dusty. Nice. Um, but for me, it would it would greatly depend on the bottle and the brand. Um, so to elaborate, I would want to try something that I like currently really enjoy, like a Heaven Hill product, um, <laughs> or even like a an old bottle of Jack or something like that. That would be uh like interesting to compare to the contemporary so like, yeah no i'm with you i'm with you oh he's a picky he's a picky old well dusty obviously only obvious, certain old dusties are yeah, good obviously enough it's gonna depend on what you get that's why with the spaceship example i was like all right like that's cool i i, I want to 
get that. That's a $75,000 bottle <clears throat> and I get to taste it with a little sample. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's cooler to side by side, like a 50 year difference in the same whiskey. Um, there's always going to yeah, be more like, so to, to elaborate a little bit more, if, if the bottle being offered to me was from like Evan Hill, a, a distillery, well, no, like a distillery <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. And like, there's nothing to like reference it against or, um, yeah, like there's no, there's no like context or anything. I wouldn't be as interested if, if that makes any sense. Um, I'd be more interested in a like established historic brand that has yeah, I mean, uh, like longevity. You might be getting something that's just completely awful, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so, the other so the the extreme example that I, I came up with when I was reading the question would be. Uh, would you rather have the spaceship whiskey or the sunken ship whiskey? You know, I'm a, you, I'm a space you can nerd. Just I, pick go space. One. I go space. I would pick the space sunken ship nerd. if it's confirmed that it's still good. Yeah. So imagine that they're 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 yeah. both drinkable. The sunken ship. The spaceship is a gimmick. It's like ocean. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a complete gimmick. There's no hot take on that. That is 100% a gimmick. I, I think I would go with Sunken Ship, too, just because it's it's pretty neat. I, I did think of something. We need to do another episode kind of on a similar premise to this and have a game going on that Jake R. has to participate in. And if any listeners want to, they can do it as well. But every time Jake mentions a Heaven Hill product, <laughs> you and Jake have to take a shot of Elijah Craig Small Badge. <laughs> I just want to see how that episode ends. Because I'm pretty sure that shelf behind you. I'm pretty sure we would need a few bottles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) He might not know how to stop the recording. It might be a five-hour episode. Yeah, that would be... uh, Yeah, that might end up being tough. (laughs) All right. So I guess in recap, if you guys are getting into whiskey and are listening to us for advice... Uh, listen to me and Jake from Gold Eagle because we know exactly what we're talking about this. And Jake is the other Jake is just an idiot. So uh, I guess on that note, Jake, if they want to go to try samples of some of these wonderful whiskeys at a liquor store and be able to taste them and then buy them, where should they go? GoldEagleWine.com. Uh, we're at 255 Pearson Road in Libertyville. Come to one of our tastings. Usually have them on Tuesday nights, but definitely follow us on Instagram at Gold Eagle Wine, Facebook at Gold Eagle Spirits. Stay up to date with all the new deliveries, events, whatever, tastings, and uh, everything Gold Eagle. Nice. And keep an Jake. eye out for any Bourbon Matters tastings Ooh, yeah. that keep be coming up. <laughs> and uh, Jake, what about uh, if people want to listen to us or watch us? Where can they do that at? Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and Spotify, or you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, or any other podcast platform. Follow us awesome. at Bourbon Matters on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, like, subscribe, share, click the notification bell, comment. Um, we, I just proved that we will read your mm-hmm. comments on the air. 
<laughs> so yeah, we want to hear from people. So let us know what you think. All right, guys. Well, that was cool. fun. Thanks Enjoy the rest listening. of your evenings. Well, cheers. Cheers. cheers.